Well, welcome to this week's edition of the Wispy Mop Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series. I'm your host, Todd, middle initial C. Walker. Yes, that's right, it is me. And normally on this show, I interview someone. Today, I'm not. Everyone was busy. So what to do? Well, I started thinking about the gear we use as guitar players, mandolin players, and any stringed instrument for the most part. And one of the most commonly used pieces of equipment, and probably what most people give the least thought to, is the tried-and-true guitar pick. That's right. Unless you play with your fingers, and I do that sometimes as well. But the guitar pick, everyone owns one or several, but very few people give it much thought. They buy the color they like, or the brand they like, or the, the flexibility of the one they like, or the one that has the best chance of sticking to the fingers and not being flown across the room in the middle of a song. So today I decided we'll do a little comparison of different guitar picks to see the sound difference, because I don't think many people really consider that. So let's get rid of the bumper music. There we go. Now we're back. So what I have done, I've uh, put together a group of guitar picks, and these are the ones that sit on my coffee table in my living room, because that's where I normally practice my guitar playing. What I have left to right, and of course you can't see these, but they're left to right for me, is the first two guitar picks are Jim Dunlop's. They're nylon material. The first one is what I call a very thin pick. It's a 0.6 millimeter. The second one is also Jim Dunlop nylon. That's 0.73 millimeter. And then I have one of what I call the credit card style of guitar pick. They usually are purchased in what looks like a credit card sized piece of plastic, plastic coated paper. And that is three or four punch out cards. They actually work quite well. They're inexpensive. You can get three or four on a card for about 99 cents. I use those for many, many years. Then I also have a DAVA or DAVA, D-A-V-A, multi-gauge guitar pick. And that's the one that has the rubberized material where your fingers would pinch it. And when I say multi-gauge, that one is designed so the closer you get to the point of the pick, the thicker the pick sounds, or the less flexible it is. And then there is a Taylor Thermex Ultra, 1.0 millimeter, and then a Gravity Classic Standard, 1.5 millimeter pick made out of plexiglass, and finally a Taylor Thermex Pro, which is also 1.5 millimeters. It's part of the uh, Taylor, actually both of the Taylor guitar picks are part of their Dark Tone series. So what I thought we would do is, since most people probably don't think about the type of sound they're getting from their guitar using different picks, we would do a little demonstration. Because I have discovered, among other things, that depending upon the song that I'm singing, since I sing when I play at the same time, I sometimes want a smoother or darker sound to the guitar for me to sing over it. And then other times, especially if I'm playing with a bass player and I don't want as much low end in the guitar, I'd like to have a little more of what we call that cut-through sound, which is more mid-range and high-end, I'll use a thinner guitar pick because I don't want to take up the same real estate as the bass guitar player or the drummer might find or might play. So what we're going to do is first, and let me tell you what I'm playing. I'm playing a Taylor 214 Deluxe, which is the 200 series, which is a solid spruce top with a laminated, or as they say, layered Koa back and sides. Nice guitar, very pretty. Has the very typical Taylor kind of bright shimmery sound. 
I am playing the guitar through a Shure condenser microphone, placed pretty much at the 14th fret, and speaking through a Shure Beta 58 microphone for today's demonstration. So first of all, what I'm going to do is just play with my fingers, using my fingernails. And this is what this guitar sounds like. Guitar picks can cost you as little as 75 cents a guitar pick, or if you buy them in bulk, they might even be down to about 25 or 30 cents a piece, or as high as the blue chip guitar picks that my friend Mike Kelly uses that cost around $35. And I think the reason the, more, the guitar picks that cost the most money cost that much is they probably make them in smaller quantities. Maybe the formulation of the plastics or whatever they're made from is a little more complicated than the raw materials cost more. So what we're going to do first, though, we're going to go with the one of the lesser expensive guitar picks, which is the Jim Dunlop. And the reason I'm doing this is, again, because most people probably don't give a second thought to the guitar pick other than where is it. When I hosted open mics for many, many years, it was amazing how many guitarists would show up on stage and go, oh, I forgot my capo. Oh, and I forgot my pick. Does anybody have a guitar pick? And so someone would reach into their pocket and say, here, you can use this one. Never giving a second thought to the brand, the thickness, how flexible, all that kind of stuff. And it makes a difference in the guitar sound. And to give you an idea of how different it can sound, this is the thinnest one. This is the Dunlop 0.6. This is the darkest sounding guitar pick. This is the Taylor 1.5. Notice a difference? Absolutely. The, the thicker one is much darker, mellower, almost smoother sounding. And what I have learned in my reading and chatting with other guitar players is bluegrass players like a thicker pick, mainly because they're doing the bluegrass runs and they don't, they need to be immediate in what they're picking. They don't want some reflex in the guitar pick. And then jazz players, similarly, but they're also looking for a much smoother sound, which is a thicker, darker sound for, for, uh, for jazz. So let's do a little comparison here. I'm going to play the same little chord progression for each one, with each one of these picks so you can see the difference. There may be minor differences on, between some of them and then huge differences between others. This is the Dunlop 0.6. might help if I hit the right chord. That's what happens when you're trying to record a show, play the guitar, and think about other things all at the same time. Sometimes the fingers don't work, as you probably all know, whether you play professionally or just for hobby. Sometimes the fingering doesn't quite work. Well, that was the Dunlop 0.6. This is the Dunlop 
still has a nice bright sound, but slightly fuller, slightly darker than the, the thinner one. And next up is the inexpensive credit card punch-out pick. And I actually used, well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. I started off when I got back into guitar playing in around the year 2000 after laying off for about 12 to 14 years. I started using the Dunlop .6, used that for about a year or so. And for some reason, I ended up trying one of the seven point, the .73s, liked it a little bit more, not quite as bright of a sound, used those for, gosh, a year, year and a half. But what was happening was I started dropping picks. I didn't break them because the nylon picks don't break very often. You have to really abuse them to break them. So I kept looking for picks that would stay between my fingers longer without either rotating or sliding out. And what I discovered with these little, and I bought these purely by chance, these punch-out guitar picks. I bought them when I, when I was buying strings from, I think, Strings and Beyond or Strings and Things or something like that. And the, the coating, the plastic coating, when you perspire slightly, gets a little tacky, so it doesn't slide out of the fingers. But anyways, this is what these cheapo guitar picks, not really made out of plastic. And again, I do apologize for missing those fingerings. I was thinking about something else. Well, that's the first three. Those are probably the thinnest, although this next one, which is the DAVA, how you pronounce it, it's either Dava or Deva, I'm not sure. This is the multi-gauge guitar pick, and it is when you hold it between your fingers farther from the tip, it's more flexible. You hold it closer to the tip, it's less flexible, so it's supposed to give you different sounds. I pretty much always hold it the same way, which is right about down in the middle. But this is what it sounds like. Those are the four which are thinner material, all pretty much with the exception of the punch-out one made from nylon or Delrin or whatever trade name they use, but it's basically a nylon plastic. This next one is the Taylor Thermex Ultra, which is part of Taylor's Dark Tone series. It's got a nice blue kind of pearly look to it. The It is 1.0, and I find it to be a little darker, but still holds some brightness. I think you'll agree that it has a little more body to it in its sound. Um, not necessarily more low end, although maybe a little bit, but it is slightly darker, but 
more body. You don't hear quite as much of the treble as you did with some of the other ones. Now we're going to the two thickest picks. This is the Gravity Classic Standard Style Pick. It's 1.5, and it's made from a plexiglass type of material. The reason I purchased this originally is I'd seen some advertisements on the plexiglass picks, and a lot of players like them. So I went online, checked them out. There, what I really liked about this is it's clear, but it has a neon yellow color. And one of the things I've discovered over the years is if you're playing in an area that has dark carpeting or, say, a dark brown wood floor or brown carpeting, when you drop one of those celluloid picks that are kind of the tortoise pattern, that they're more or less brown, can't find the pick. That's why I went to the this one. And this one I actually have used, oh gosh, about three years, I guess, maybe three and a half years. It's probably my mainstay pick because it has some of the darkness, but it also retains some of the brightness. And here it is. The next one is the darkest of all of my guitar picks, and it's probably as dark as many of the jazz picks are, especially if, um, and I've never seen a real tortoise shell pick, at least I, I may have maybe when I was younger, but since they're illegal, the um, some of the jazz players who do have a real tortoise shell guitar pick that probably was made back in the 40s or early 1950s before it was made illegal, they covet those things because they have a very warm, smooth sound to them. And there are two or three different companies. Uh, John Purse Strings is one company that produces a guitar pick that is a faux tortoise shell. And I actually have one right here within reach. And I'll, I'll just play that for a couple little strums just so you hear it. It actually looks sort of like tortoise shell. But you can kind of hear how dark that is. But this is the Taylor, the 1.5 millimeter Thermex Pro. There probably wasn't a whole lot of noticeable sound change between the first three or four, the Dunlops and then the Punch-Out card and then the Dava or Deva, the DAVA pick. It really started changing when we got to the 1.0 Taylor Thermex, the Gravity, and the 1.5 Taylor Thermex. But to give you a true contrast, I'm going to go back to the, the thin Dunlop, the 0.6 millimeter and we'll play that and then we'll go back and play the the darkest sounding one
and then the dark sounding Taylor. The whole reason I decided to do this kind of a gear-oriented talk was I think many, many players don't, as I mentioned earlier in the show, don't really give it a second thought as to how much difference different guitar picks, thicknesses, materials sound. So for those of you who maybe go into the recording studio and take two or three or four guitars with you or go into a recording studio where they have three or four or five different acoustic guitars sitting along the wall, and you can use any one that you so choose. And you might switch from one guitar to the other because one might sound brighter, one might sound darker, all kinds of things. One's better for alternate tunings, whatever. If you don't have the backlog of guitars like I do, they're sitting over there within reach. There's about 17 of the guitar cases over there. One, I just love acoustic guitars, but two, if I were going to go into the studio, I would take two or three or four. The reason being is not every guitar records the way you want it to sound for that particular song. But if you don't have three or four that you can take in, you only have one or maybe two, why not take a whole bunch of different picks? Because you can change the sound of the guitar based on the pick, thus the reason for doing this little bit of a review, if you can call it a review. Now, when I played back in the 1970s, there were no guitar pickups. DeArmond might have had that uh, sound hole pickup, the old shiny uh, chrome ones that uh, sounded like an electric guitar that were difficult to put in and not many people used them. But anyway, so when we would play professionally, we had to play with a microphone sitting out in front of the guitar. I used to play with my fingers like this. Just brushing my fingernails across the strings. What I discovered was, is when I played live, I used to get a lot of muddiness, a lot of boom out of the low end that was not really pleasant to listen to. It was feedback in a way. Well, what I didn't realize, and I played a Martin D28 at that point in time, played through a Shure SM57 microphone, stuck right in front of the sound hole, not realizing that that's not the best position for a microphone if you're amplifying an acoustic guitar. To give you an idea, that's the microphone pointed to the 14th fret. There it is pointed to the sound hole. So if I strum it, here's the 14th fret. There's the sound hole. I didn't realize that you could move the microphone necessarily. So what I started doing was I learned how to play with a flat pick because it lessened the amount of low end with that mic sitting in front of the sound hole. So we're going to start off with a guitar pick on the 14th fret and move it over to the sound hole.
Still lots of low end, still muddy, but a little bit clearer. And that was my initial baptism into the use of guitar picks many, many, many years ago. When I strum and play live, there are only two or three songs in my repertoire where I play using my fingertips and my fingernails strumming. Um, I can get a little more of a flick with the fingers and a different type of rhythm than I can with a guitar pick, but I use mainly a flat guitar pick for strumming. The To do single runs, which I'm not very adept at, but to give you an idea, this is the thinnest pick. Here's the dark one. Again, to give you an idea of the sound difference between a really thin pick and a thick pick. I hope this has uh, been enlightening, that you might be able to use this and maybe go out and buy a whole bunch of different guitar picks and experiment on your own. I've had fun doing it. Thanks so much for listening, and we're going to end the show with a little more music. The Wispy Mop Music Acoustic Radio Podcast Series is produced by Todd C. Walker at the Wispy Mop Studios in Frederick, Maryland. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are and you'd like to tell friends or family or musicians, friends, about the show, tell them they can go to wispymopmusic.podbean.com. wispymopmusic.podbean.com and podbean is spelled P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Or they can find the show on either iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.